We are the Shy Guys and you're listening to Connecting to Host, your co-op and multiplayer gaming podcast. Today we're going to be talking about We Were Here Too, an online-only first-person cooperative adventure set in a fictional medieval castle. It's the follow-up to We Were Here, a similar first-person cooperative adventure, uh, and you'll have to use just your voice in order to solve puzzles with your cooperative partner. Uh, it's available on PC for around £7 on Steam. That's the only platform it's available on currently. Uh, and we've both been playing it on our gaming PCs. John played as the Lord and I was the Peasant. And uh, I, I guess you'll explain that now, John. God damn right, I will Peasant. <laughs> no, that was... Uh... <laughs> uh, Good the way feudal to start system. <laughs> Where would we be without it? So yes, as you, uh, well, the first line from the story is a little bit misleading, isn't it? I mean, you will solve the puzzles using just your voice and the mouse and keyboard while you move around and solve the puzzles in a 3D world. But yeah. so first of all, it's, um, it's a 3D game using the, like a first person game using the Unreal Engine. And uh, you will walk around a castle going room to room, completely separate from each other. So uh, for the first three quarters of the game, you don't even see the other player. Uh, one of you is the peasant, Benjamin, who starts in the crypt, <laughs> while the other is the lord, who starts in the royal court. How fitting. Um, so the game, you can tell by the nature of it, is, uh, is co-op only and online co-op only. So you can't play this two on your own. So don't rush and buy it and think, oh, I'll just play it on my own first. Uh, but you can actually team up with people randomly online. So we saw a couple of lobbies open with one out of two people when we were playing. And I guess they were just kicking around waiting for a second person to join because uh, the game has um, in-game voice chat. So you don't need to team up on Discord or anything. You can just theoretically join the game and start chatting using the in-game radios that you can push to talk and, and then the, the voice kicks in. So uh, you move through this castle and I think there's about nine or ten rooms and each, well, areas, not necessarily just the room. Uh, and each area is uh, basically a puzzle in which one player is given a set of clues, uh, information how to progress through the story, but the other person actually has the visual puzzle to solve. So they're the ones who's in the room with the door locked or with the buttons on the wall, with some boxes to play around with, but the other player has the information. And then you solve the puzzle by having one player communicate to the other what the situation is and try and piece together the bits of information. And the game took us about two, two and a half hours to work through. Yeah, about that. Um, uh, and there's two different endings. And I guess you can see both endings by uh, just replaying the last puzzle, I suspect. <laughs> Not uh, yes. necessarily having to play the whole game again. So. Yeah. Uh, just uh, for people that have played this game and know how it ends, we had the bad ending and John's a bastard. <laughs> uh, I'll say no more on the topic. <laughs> So I think um, the best way of trying to explain this is um, I'll, I will try and describe one of the puzzles that we went through, um, the back and forth, so you can kind of get an understanding of how this works in practice. Um, so the puzzle starts, I'm in a spiral staircase, stone castle spiral staircase. I go halfway up the staircase, there's these sort of lances across the passageway so I can't get through. And on the wall, there's just a pattern, uh, kind of like a crucifix, like four boxes by three mm. across at the top, uh, all with different symbols on. And I think, hmm, that's interesting. So I describe this to John as best I can. Like, oh, there's these boxes and symbols. And he goes, oh, well, in my room, I've just got cubes, just a couple of cubes. So I, I imagined he was going to have like lots of boxes and put them in the same order. Um, and so 
because he said he's got some cubes. That's my assumption. He hadn't described it very well because he's a terrible lord. <laughs> and so I'm describing all these boxes and he's moving stuff around. So I can only put one down at a time. And every time he was putting one down, there was this clunking noise, like gears scraping. And suddenly like seven uh, of the uh, steps on the spiral staircase would disappear, revealing <laughs> lava beneath. Um, I should also point out that there was a clock ticking and every two seconds or so another step would disappear. So whenever he put a box down, you'd lose even more of them. Um, and then eventually I fell into the lava and died and we respawned. I went, hmm, well, that's not right. And I ran up to the top and he started arranging his boxes again based on what I said earlier. I was like, no, 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 stop. Because the patterns have changed. Like every time you mm. die, they're different. So it's not the same. Whilst the puzzle is the same every playthrough, the actual answers are different because the hieroglyphs or whatever they might be that were on the cube were different. And eventually John hit upon, I, I won't spoil the puzzle, but he solved it and worked out what it was he had to do at his end uh, and got it right. Um, and then the lances disappeared and I was able to scurry up a bit more of the spiral staircase and then the same thing again. And so then I had to describe what was there. But this time it was a lot harder because the symbols were all very similar uh, and there was a certain... Uh, how do I say this while spoiling things? I, the angle of certain symbols was important. It wasn't enough to yeah. say there is a triangle. It was a triangle facing downwards towards a square with an eye in it, or whatever it might be. Mm, yeah. So it got a lot harder, and so we died a few more times, and then eventually we solved it and got to the top. Um, <clears throat> and then once I got to the top, there was just a button for me to pull, and that opened his door, and then he was able to go into the next bit. Um, so that's basically how it works, is that you just have... you know. Uh, maybe either a puzzle in one room and the solution in the other, and you have to communicate in order to solve it. Or more often than not, there are actually two puzzles. So you each had a puzzle and you had the clues to the other person's puzzle to solve. So it required a lot of communication, uh, not dissimilar to keep talking and nobody explodes because obviously you've got no visual at all. You can't see what they see. You That's just a great have, analogy. Yeah, you, you just have... But, but it's slightly worse than that because you don't have the actual answer. You have mm. a clue. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of like one of you is doing a crossword and the other one has the cryptic crossword clue. Uh, <laughs> and they have to expect it. So you have to say, I'm looking at two down. And they have to but even worse, go, I guess, mm. it's like having a pile of crossword clues and the other guy doesn't actually know you're doing a crossword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first you have to figure out, oh, it's a crossword. And then you have to figure out the clues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, not all of them were timed. There was only, I think, one yeah. or two that had the timing, which then caused, caused problems because obviously you have to rush. Um, most of them weren't that way. It was just trial and error. Some of them, I guess, were a bit bullshitty because you could have just cycled through a load of them. Like There was one with um, almost like a Wheel of Fortune style, like a uh, several wheels that had symbols mm. on and just to get the right three symbols now. Uh you're the maths guy, so eight combinations by eight by eight, I guess. So 64 combinations? Is that right? 61? I'm trying to remember which puzzle you're talking about. I don't remember it. So. The very first one, there was like a wheel with um, eight ah. symbols on, and you had to tell me what the symbols were. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. But the... I mean, eight by eight by eight, so you're talking uh, a lot. Oh, yeah, 64 times <laughs> eight, I suppose. <laughs> like 500 or something. So, yeah, it would have taken a... You could brute force I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, I remember in uh, Resident Evil 
three or two or so, one of those games there was a there was a clock puzzle where you're supposed to solve it and i think there's three numbers that go from you know zero to nine or whatever and i <laughs> my friend was like what's the code and i'm like i don't know I'm just gonna work through them all <laughs> and like seven or eight minutes later i've done it you know because it was in one it's like ah, this is probably quicker than finding out the actual puzzle so, i've also done that with a suitcase when i forgot <laughs> what the code was and it was just a three digit one it's just like well it's going to be between zero and nine 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 so <laughs> off we go <laughs> i'll tell you what i haven't done it with that was my original one password but master password which uh when i tried it out for a bit i was like oh and then i got bored and then came back three months later and i could never get those fucking passwords out <laughs> Now I use it regularly, so it's fine. I have, I have a very good memory. Do you want to forget? I mean, we're going off on a tangent here, but I remember when I set up my master password, I literally touch typed it a hundred times to sort of get the mental note into my head as to what mm. the password was, and now I've got it down. But anyway, I digress. So um, that that is we were here too in a nutshell. It's you know a kind of uh, keep talking, nobody explodes puzzle solving thing. Yeah, which no. is pretty awesome. So uh, let's let's just move straight into our discussion points. We'll go with likes first. What did you like about the game, John? Yeah, I mean, I'll just kick off and say the game's developed with the Unreal Engine. I guess Unreal Engine Four, and uh, it definitely looks like it. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming the team behind this were a pretty small team, given the scope of the game and the fact it's quite a you know quite a cheap game at seven pounds. But it definitely looks top notch, and it didn't have to. You know, this easily could have been a um, much more simple looking game like human fall flat you know which is a fairly mm-hmm. sort of blocky color game it could easily have been that level of graphics but they've obviously gone the extra mile as it were to make this look really pretty and it, it's nice you know it's always nice when your immediate sort of interaction with the game is oh that's that's kind of pretty uh, yeah. and it gets you immersed in the castle castle feeling really well you know it feels like you're in this uh in this castle environment which was uh very much appreciated so yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It did it did look good. Um, when we started off, I thought, oh, going to see these assets reused over and over and over again. And to a degree, I guess some of the walls and panelling and stuff was, mm. but it's in a castle, it's fair enough. But there was actually a huge diversity in stuff. Uh, later on, there was like a really good stained glass puzzle, mm. um, which had really good artwork on it um, that was all subtly different, so you had to carefully describe, which leads me to my favorite thing about this game which is the hilarious interactions you get depending on the person you're playing it with so i believe one of your uh, examples of a um a stained glass window was he looks a bit like jamie lannister but slightly yeah. more obnoxious <laughs> i was like yep got him yep and you're like, yeah, I know who that is. And describing hieroglyphics, we had such uh, wonderful lines as a top-down turtle with legs sticking out of it. Uh, and my personal favourite, a tulip with cat ears. Yep. Both of which, as soon as you mention that, I can picture exactly what that means. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, I, even when we were playing it, I, it instantly took me back to keep talking and nobody explodes, which we... Uh, did in a previous episode a long time ago. It's probably like yeah. episode six, seven, something like that, maybe. I don't know. A long time ago. Um, go and check that out if you've not listened to that episode. Cause it's very similar where you had to describe very abstract shapes as best you could and quickly and concisely. Mm, <laughs> uh, it was yeah. exactly what this was like. But the other thing it reminded me of a lot of was the Portal 2 co-op multiplayer. 
Hmm. Um, because in that you had the two little robots and you had to solve things in separate rooms, sometimes without seeing what the other person could see. And you had a lot of that sort of like communication type stuff, um, which definitely helped. I mean, it's probably worth pointing out um, in this game, you actually have a walkie talkie and you hold down, I think it's the right mouse button to yeah, yeah. activate it so you can talk. Um, we didn't actually use it for reasons we'll come to later. Um, so we just had a Skype chat running the whole time where we were constantly talking back and forth. But if you're playing it properly, you actually have to hold down a button to talk into the walkie-talkie. And I guess you can only talk one at a time because it'd be like a, a proper walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that might slow things down even more. But we just did it through Skype and it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, when you're friends, it wasn't, didn't seem like it was necessary to get the in-game chat working. So. No, no, no. Um, so that's actually all of the likes we have, which isn't to the detriment of the game. It's just that there isn't really that much else to say that no. we liked about it. I mean, it, it does this thing and it does it well, and that's fine. Yeah. Now, we do have a few dislikes, minor though they may be. So, John, I'll let you, you kick off with these. Yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, I think, and this is... Only, uh, you say, a very minor dislike, but it could have done with a bit more of a warm-up, I think. Um, a little bit of an introduction as to, to what you're supposed to do and what's going on. Maybe a couple more really simple puzzles just to get the, the idea home. You know, just one or two. I mean, it throws you in, not at the deep end, because it's not like a time puzzle to start with, but it was a little bit abrupt. You're just like, huh, okay, castle, cool. Uh, there's stuff around. And then... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What are we supposed to do again? Um, so just somewhat sort of introduction might have been nice. but I, I wonder if they could do that with um, like a little single player bit just to show you the type mm. of things you're going to have to do. Because um, obviously that would be annoying in a multiplayer setting if you've got yeah. another person you're matched up to. But like a little tutorial thing would be nice. I also wonder if we probably should have played the first game first. For some reason, I thought that the original game was a single-player game and this was like the sequel that was co-op, but I'm yeah. completely wrong and it's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same, <laughs> even in the same setting. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, maybe that would have been the perfect warm-up. Who can say? But, yeah, uh, yeah okay. <laughs> so, my first dislike is that when I was on their website uh, for the developers who are called Mayhem Games, um, they've only done these two games. Uh, we were here and we were here too. Um, which I should point out is two is in T-O-O, as in as well, not two as in sequel, although it is as well. So a bit of confusion. Um, but on their website, they've got this really cool in-depth story behind the whole thing, a backstory about King Bartholomeus of Amber Adelaide, and there's a warden who's symbolised by a bear who has locked up your friends and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, this is a really cool story. Shame none of it was in the fucking game. I missed all of that <laughs> if it was there. Literally, you've got two guys walking through the Arctic, and then they get to a castle and they go, ooh, let's go in there. And then there's two doors, and rather than going through them together separately they go you go in that one i'll go in this one and then from then on they're separated uh so uh, a bit weird i mean it's not a game that requires a story realistically no but, no yeah i it it could have been explained better because they've obviously thought about it in a great deal of depth and the story sounds good so it's a shame it's not embellished better there are one or two bits where the uh i did notice i had a, i was reading a book and it did just seem to have peripheral information. And, you know, obviously it ended up probably being one page of story stuff that I remember finding anyway. Maybe there was more. 
But uh, I guess there's also a bit of a problem there because if you were to litter the rooms with books with full of law, you would assume they're solutions to the puzzle. <laughs> and I did think Ooh. that the first time I found a book that had like a poem in it. I, I guess like just the intro could have done with a subtitle to explain what was going mm. on. Like I'm, I'm not asking for like you know oblivion style tomes of stories littered around the place. <laughs> just a little bit of if there is a story and you're trying to tell it, then tell it. If it's just rooms of puzzles, that's fine. I mean, uh, Portal is the obvious example of a franchise which managed to make you go from room to room doing pointless puzzles, but (laughs) actually spin a narrative around it. Um, Now, I'm not saying it's easy to mimic that, but it felt like there could have been more attempt there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so I'll move you, on to my next yeah. dislike, and that was just, uh, again, it's a minor one, but a few of the interactions were a little bit janky. So, um, yes, it's built with Unreal, and it it, very, it looks really smooth and nice, and the movement's nice, but sometimes you go to interact with something, and I'm specifically thinking about the puzzle you described earlier, where I had these uh, cubes in my hand, and you can uh, you can sort of in, inspect them in certain ways, and that was just all a bit, eh. <laughs> I'm trying to pick one up and have a look at it and it's moving in random directions when I move the mouse around. I mean, not random, that's a disservice, but, you know, I just want to look at this bit on the on the cube and I can't get it in my face because my hand's not moving how I want it to. It's like, ah, this is timed, Jesus. And it's uh, I'm fighting the controls, not the puzzle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there were a couple of bits like that. Not not too many. It didn't uh, didn't ruin the game for me or anything, but it was a... If, if they were asking for advice on what to improve for another one... Maybe look at a few of those interactions and see how you can make them uh, a little bit smoother. Hmm. Just having a button I can push on the keyboard to turn the cube 90 degrees, for instance. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. Um, so my final dislike, it's not really aimed at the, the developers or the game itself. Um, first of all, there's like this weird little black ghost thing <laughs> that would hide in each level. And when you looked at it, it would disappear and you'd just hear this ah, laughter and Every time I saw it, shit me right up. <laughs> Genuinely, shit me right up. If that uh, wasn't there, I would have had a better time. Shit me up. Um, and the other negative point I have to this game is that John left me to die. Um, <laughs> so I am still bitter about that uh, because so I'm purpose. still I'm still in the castle. <laughs> you served your purpose in helping the Lord to escape. That's all that matters. <laughs> you should be grateful for the opportunity. Oh dear, dear, dear! <laughs> right, okay. Moving on to comments. <laughs> yes, so I'll kick this off with. Um, they weren't strong enough to be dislikes, but we did have a few technical issues when we when we started playing the game. So um, I was really concerned about five minutes in when we were using Skype and uh, the game disconnected and kicked us out to the menu and we had to restart. Um, fortunately, it only happened once, so you know, could have been a genuine, genuine little networking error or issue, which was out of the developer's control. But it did shit me up. <laughs> so I was like, maybe it's detecting that we're not using the in-game ch- chat, and then I incessantly pushed the right mouse button for the next half an hour. But then we stopped and forgot about it, and it seemed fine. So that's just a one-off. Um, we couldn't get the in-game voice chat working now. I know that we're a bit of a special case because I've got God knows how many microphones plugged in here because of all the podcasting and streaming we do. So uh, my my hunch was telling me it was picking up the wrong one. 
and that one was was muted but obviously i i wanted to use the one in front of me uh, and the game doesn't really give you any options so i just assumed that it was using whatever the steam options were because it's a steam game so uh but even then when i changed it in steam to to switch the mic to the one that was in front of me uh, it didn't work now um it did we, though when we played it again yeah and you'd restarted your computer <laughs> Precisely. So I yeah. don't know so. if it is just it picked up the default from the point that the game yeah. loaded, but even that didn't because I'm sure we restarted a few times the game to do it. I don't remember. Yeah, so it was, I mean that was a bit fiddly, but I, th- I suspect if you're in the normal case of just having a single mic plugged into your computer, it will just work. Yeah, uh, and if you use the Steam game chat, I think it, I think it was the same system, so I imagine it would work too. Uh, and then we also failed to be able to just invite the other to a game using the Steam overlay. Like the option was there, but you didn't get the invite, I think. Or you clicked on the... Yeah. You got the invite in Steam when you tried to join. It didn't do anything. But it didn't really matter because we just set up a private game with a password and, and shared it over chat. So yeah. uh, none of them breaking issues, but I think it was just you know worth mentioning. Yeah, it's just the kind of teething issues you expect with a game yeah. of this uh, sort of size, I guess. Yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary, but little frustrating. Um, the, the only comment I had is that the first game, which I didn't know at the point that we played this, because as I said, I thought that it was a single-player game and this was the multiplayer sequel. Um, it turns out that We Were Here is actually completely free on Steam. Um, huh. They bill it as the pilot episode of a series that they're developing, of which We Were Here to is the first paid ah, installment. Cool. But the cool thing is it has optional VR support, which this one, the paid one, doesn't. <laughs> so... <laughs> Not quite sure. And the stories between the two are actually linked, because I think in the first one there's like four explorers and they get separated from the other two. And so yeah. the first one is the story of those two and then the one that we just played is the story of the other two. Um, oh, okay. Apparently it's quite short, around one to two hours. But if you listen to this and thought to yourself, well, this sounds interesting, I'd like to give that a try, that's probably the one to download and try because it's free and you can see if it's mm. the kind of thing you'll enjoy and then upgrade to the better one i i can't say with any certainty what the differences are or how good the puzzles are or the graphics or anything like that but my feeling is it's just a small demo basically of what this one's all about um just like a pilot episode to get it off the ground so interesting uh way of doing it but the the vr thing is particularly interesting might be worth trying actually yeah yeah that could be really interesting because then we could both be in vr so that we should put that on the list and i'll be the lord oh okay you can, I'll let you. I'll let you do it for the short experience. That's fine, because <laughs> I know what happens in the real ending. Oh. Um, another comment was more just how we played, but um, we did end up using. Poorly. I ended up using. <laughs> I think we probably did it in roughly an average time, like two two and a half hours. Mm. Uh, we didn't spend too long on any single puzzle, but um, I did find just having a pen and paper was kind of handy at my side <laughs> for a couple of the puzzles when you're describing things. I'm not sure if that's really how it's intended to be played but you know which is actually incredibly similar to how we played keep talking and nobody explodes because i would just spout off everything at you and you'd make a note of it in your own shorthand that you understood Mm. so you keep asking me to repeat it back to you because i remember telling you a load of stuff once and you're like yep got it and i said jesus christ he's got the he's got the memory of of an (laughs) elephant here it's crazy and you're like no i've got pen and paper i was like oh <laughs> Cheeky bastard! Cheating, but um, and there was one puzzle where we we just cheated because we we're friends in real life, right? So I was like, I can't really describe this. I'm, I'm failing miserably. Here's a picture on my phone, uh, <laughs> and it helped. Yeah, that definitely <laughs> but, made um, it easier. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, like 
I guess now we've uh, now we've played it. If we went back and did it again, <clears throat> we'd know the structure of all the puzzles, so we could just run through it. But um, yeah, but yeah. Which brings us nicely, and that was a beautiful segue into our conclusion of would we play it again and would we recommend it? That is a a really good question. I not sure if I would play it again because we've done it and we know the puzzles. So um, there is potential, I would say, for one more playthrough where we switch roles. Mm. But I still think um, there wouldn't really be many surprises because you know what the other person did. So while the puzzle components would change, like you said, the actual mechanics wouldn't. So we have we have essentially solved all the puzzles. Um, and then when you come to say, would you recommend it? I think it's pretty close, but I think I would as long as you know who you're playing with. I would not have enjoyed that, just going online and playing it with a random, unless I ended up really luckily with the right random. Because they've probably, for some weird reason, I bet a lot of people on there have already completed it 10 times. And when you start playing it, they'll be like, oh, push the, push the button, you idiot. Push the button, push the button, you idiot. It's this one. They're going to spoil it for you, you know? Like, the fun is to work it all out. And if they've played it through three times or four and they just want you to run through it again to get their last achievement or whatever, that's not really going to be fun. And you could get lucky. I mean, if you if you know someone online on the forum or on Twitter who you've been you know, chatting with and you have a little bit of trust to enjoy a game together, maybe it's worth it. But I, I wouldn't buy it just on a whim if I didn't have someone to play it with. But I'm glad that we bought it and I would recommend someone in our situation to buy it because it's only seven quid, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's worth it for two or three hours. I mean, it's the same. It's a lot cheaper than the movie, right? Same. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> I, I think uh, I'm in a similar boat in that I wouldn't play it again because I would know the puzzles. It's not like Keep Talking Nobody Explodes where there is a genuine difference in each one because it's random. Mm. And while they do try to make it more replayable by having a randomness to what hieroglyphics are on so you can't just say the same thing, they're still going to be from a fixed list. Like It would almost be better if there were 15 puzzle rooms and you get eight of them per run or something like that. Mm. So it is slightly different. Maybe it is. I don't think it is, though. Um, <clears throat> so I agree on that point that I probably myself wouldn't play it again now that we finished it. Um, but would I recommend it? I would, because I think it is enjoyable, but exactly the same proviso you put on, um, play it with someone that you know. Um, I think it would be nice if that they'd done some kind of like bundle, like mm. um, a lot of games do, whereby... Uh, you know, uh, it's eight quid for one copy, but get two copies for eleven pounds or something like that, just so it's a bit easier to buy it. Because then it's the sort of thing that I might have bought and gone, "Here's your copy for free. We'll play it." Yeah. Whereas we both had to go and buy it, and we just waited till it was on sale and bought it. Um, and as you say, it's not a huge amount of money, but it would just sweeten the deal a bit more if there yeah. was, or even if they just said, "You know what? To hell with it. The game costs twelve pounds, and you get a free copy with it." Yeah. Uh, which is what a lot of games of this vein do um so yeah i think I, I think that's all i can say about it i mean i've mentioned repeatedly i think in every sentence i've said keep talking and nobody explodes that is a yeah. very good game to dip your feet into this kind of puzzle solving because you only need one person to buy the game um and one last thing i mean we've been owing and owing everywhere you should buy it and i think it's a thumbs up in a certain scenario but definitely go and get the first one which is free oh yeah absolutely i mean you know if you're like this sounds intriguing but i'm not sure if i'll like it then that's a obvious case go and get yeah. we were here download it and just give that a run through and if you do that, that is a no-brainer for free yeah. absolutely crazy crazy town <laughs>
Great. Okay. Well, thank you very much for listening. You can find out more episodes at connectingtohost.co.uk or perhaps you'd like to avail yourself of our shiny new website at shyguys.io where you can see YouTube videos, reviews, our Shy Guys weekly roundup of video gaming news and all of the previous episodes of Connecting to Host. There's lots of good content there, so check that out. Uh, previous shows we've done recently, we've done Moon Hunters, Human Fall Flat, PUBG, Invisigun Heroes, Cuphead, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, lots of varied games, co-op, multiplayer. You name it, we've probably played it, but just in case we haven't, you can suggest some games to us on Twitter at CTHCast. Let us know what you'd like us to play and review or what your favourite co-op multiplayer games are, and we'll certainly check them out and do them in a future episode. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please do leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us a lot. And if you didn't like the episode, then maybe, you know, just keep that to yourself. Uh, or just say to a friend, I didn't like it, but maybe you should try and see if you like it, because they, they really might. But until next time, uh, have a great... I don't know what I'm going to say. Have a great week.